Welcome back to Cold America. I'm your favorite host, Chris Coleman, back here today. I got my man, Nick Chinchester. Did I say that right? Chichester, but it's close enough. No, we'll go with Chinchester. Uh, no, <laughs> we just changed your name. It works for me. Uh, my man from Glory Bound here with their delicious food. Nick, you brought me over a breakfast pizza on Saturday. Saved my life. I was starving. And uh, it was absolutely delicious. It was the, the one with the bacon and eggs and, and everything on it. And I've never even thought about having that on a pizza until you told me about it. Yeah, breakfast pizza can get you out of a tight spot, especially in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Deliciousness. All right, Nick, we're going to jump right into it. Now, as always, we start with the 18-time champion, the defending national champion, Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Who uh, didn't look great last week. No, they uh, and Saban was upset about it. Yeah. As he should be. But, uh, you know, we go through this every year with Alabama. We have those uh, down weeks and struggles. He gets them back in the, uh, the mad scientist room, and he gets them, all <laughs> back, gets them all back going strong. So I don't think we have much to worry about this weekend. Yeah, I, uh, I like my saving angry. I don't like it when he's happy and joking around. It's not like, no, I want my saving angry. All the time. He's got a good face for anger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's, he's got that dad face, that dad <laughs> mentality of like, I'll pull you in the closet. We're going to get this straightened out. And when we come back out, we're going to knock Florida's teeth out. <laughs> the line has come out. It is Alabama minus 15 and a half. The over-under is 58. Who you got? Now, you know, Alabama Florida's had some epic battles in the past. Uh, dating back to like 1916, I think was their first show in there. Uh, won that 16 and 0, 41 contest total. They're 26 and 14 yep. uh, overall as a, as a matchup. Alabama's currently won the last seven in a row. I see no reason for that to change. I think we're going up against a good Florida team. I think this uh, Florida Gators are uh, poised to to uh, win some games this year, but I don't know if this weekend is going to be one of them. I'm taking Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm taking Alabama to cover this easily. Not just because it's Alabama, Florida. And, yeah, I mean, we played them last year in the SEC Championship game. Two completely different teams, uh, both sides. Uh, they, they lost a lot of their skilled guys. Alabama, of course, I think everybody knows what all they lost. Um, but for me, it's very simple. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Dan Mullen is a donkey. <laughs> I hate Dan Mullen. Yeah. I can't stand him. Dan Mullen has never beat Nick Saban. Nope. That does not change today, or uh, this weekend. This weekend. I don't think it does either. I think uh, Dan Mullen wants it more than anything, and I think in his career, to <laughs> yeah. go up against the Nick Saban team and beat it. But uh, it's not going to happen because he's cars. not a good enough coach. I don't think so either. Um, yeah. I think he said the same thing at Mississippi State. You know, he showed yeah. a lot of promise. People were high on the Dan Mullen Mississippi State era, and it never produced. I don't know why Florida. I mean, I, I know he had his ties with Jeremy Foley, their AD, and everything from being there before he took the state job as an OC and all that. But I can't believe uh, I can't believe that they hired him. I think there's much better coaches out there. I think Coach Clark at UAB is a better coach. Well, the, oh, I agree, and I yeah. think he should have got a bigger job. Yeah, I think he's sticking with UAB. And I think I, and he's I like gonna it. stay. I, I, I think he's gonna stay with UAB uh, at least for a couple more years because with all this realignment that's about to happen, I think he's gonna. He's smart. He's a smart man, and he's gonna let the deck all get shuffled and the cards get dealt 
before he jumps on a hand. And then he'll go into a good place. Right. Yeah. Uh, but you would hate to move to a job and then immediately they'll be changing conferences or, you know, and you, know, you thought you were going to be in the Big 12 and now you ended up over here in you know, the AAC. And, and a lot of things are going to shuffle around when that happens. You're looking at ADs, they're going to be moving jobs. You're looking at uh, coaching staffs going to be moving jobs because of the conference right. that the, the team they want to go to. And that, that team, whatever conference they end up in, is going to be looking to upgrade their coaching staff. I was, I was staff. saving this for later, but uh, Clay Hilton, USC, got fired last week. <laughs> All right, this week, you know, after last week's loss. And you don't lose to a bad Stanford team and, and keep your job. No. But they've got three easy games coming up. Had they let him keep it, he was going to get some wins under his belt, and then it's harder to fire him. Also, you're the first team out there looking for a new coach. And it's a good spot. Yeah. Uh, oh, UCLA across the street down there is doing very well also. That ain't helping you. No. And coaches around the country – that are looking to make a jump or know they're on the hot seat mm-hmm. are looking at that job right now and can start making preparations. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I guarantee you there's a lot of agents uh, sending text messages to their coaches. Hey. <laughs> well, it's not USC's first time in this position. Right. You know? I mean, they've, they've been here before where they've uh, fired a coach early in the season. They, they know what they're doing. You know, they know what they're doing. They should. Yeah. All right. Continuing on in the SEC with our picks. New Mexico against A&M. A&M did not look good last week. Uh, they struggled win. Uh, they were they are minus 28 and a half. The over-under is 50. The question here is, how healthy is their quarterback? And do they answer the bell? You know, this is a tough one. I, well, it's not really a tough one. I feel like they're going to roll over New Mexico Lobos. You know, I'm sure that Lobo Louie and Lobo Lucy already have the Gatorade cold for after the game. Uh, I think that uh, that New Mexico is going to come out and give them their best game. I think uh, Texas A&M walks, walks through them, you know. even and I, and I get the quarterback, you know, injuries. I think he's going to come out and play at least the first half, and uh, they'll probably put somebody in the second and they'll run through that. They may the big, end up under, yeah. you know, because of that because the they'll get ahead thing early. That these teams, uh, the big thing that these teams run into when they play SEC caliber, you know, A&M and stuff, is the depth in the second half. Uh, they might have 11 guys on defense that can match up and play. But when they have to go to their bench and A&M goes to theirs, it's a much bigger drop-off. And does New Mexico have the, you know, not just the in the depth conversation, yeah. going into the depth, but going late into the third and fourth quarter, they're not going to be able to hang on physically, mm-hmm. I think, with the, with the SEC team. And I, it sounds so, you know, high and mighty from the <laughs> SEC. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't say it. Right. And uh, it is. The 28 and a half, I'm giving this a DNT. I'm not touching this game. Do not touch. Mm. Run away from this game. Um, and I think because when you, you get into the second you quarter, you don't know. One? I'll pick Texas A&M. You take A&M. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'll take – really, and a shocker on this one, I think New Mexico is going to go – I think it's going to go under. All right, you know? you're going to take the under. I'm going to take the under there. And you're not going to pick uh, win or lose? Yeah, I'm not going to take win or lose. I'm just, right. I, if I did anything I on that game, I'd take the under. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not touching this game. As A&M might want to come out and make a statement after last week, and they can if they want to, but they might just not be that good. Um, so And they won't have to be. And I'm going to give them a wait and see. I think they get the win no matter what. But. And I can't figure out what a Lobo is. I Googled it today, and it just comes up, Lobo this, Lobo that. It doesn't tell me what a Lobo is. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's a negative in my book. Right. can't figure it, out what the mascot it, is. 
<laughs> but you know what an Aggie is? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, an Aggie is a Texas A&M. <laughs> I believe an Aggie is somebody that works on oil rigs, isn't it? Maybe. I think that so. That probably makes sense since I they get all that so. old money. Yeah, in there. I think it is. Um, Chattanooga, Kentucky doesn't have a line on it yet for a reason. Uh, I didn't see one. Did you see one? No. Good. We'll skip that game. Yep. Uh, same thing with Southeastern Missouri and Missouri. Uh, that one doesn't – like all these games, whenever you're playing these smaller schools like this, there will be a line under extra games, but it won't come out until late Friday night or early Saturday morning. Yep. Uh, same thing with Tennessee Tech, Tennessee. Tennessee. Ha. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. How, how – I cannot believe that there were people thinking Tennessee was going to beat Pitt. What has happened to Tennessee? You know, they're they're slowly – they're a lot. But they're moving into that – in that same realm as Nebraska where yeah. they used to be awesome and you could count on them for good games <laughs> or a good season. And they're both – both of them. I, I put the, them kind of in the same turmoil. I think the big thing with Tennessee is that their high schools have never produced a lot of talent. And they're not going to want to hear this. But in the state of Tennessee, like when they were good – in the 90s and stuff. If you look at their players they had, so I mean, T. Martin's from Mobile. You know, uh, Peyton Manning, obviously, grew up in Louisiana. Uh, but a lot of their players, uh, James Littleman Stewart grew up in Alabama fan, wanted to come here. At the time, we told him he was too small to play D1 football. When he left there, he was their all-time leading rusher. But, yeah, whatever. But they had to recruit nationally to be good. And when the lane train pulled into Knoxville, he was trying to put them back on the national map any way he could. Uh, he went with the any publicity is good publicity theory. And they haven't uh, – they've, they've got to be able to reach out on their brand. And, but nothing recruits like winning. And so when they're down, it's hard to get back up. 100%. And, this, and the and turmoil that the, that the organization has gone through with the yeah. AD changes and the coaching changes and bringing <laughs> this guy in, bringing that guy in, and they're all making it worse. It's like they made it worse yeah. consecutively. You know? I and, love, but how does that I love every second of it. But how does that I happen to Tennessee? How does that happen to Tennessee? Tennessee? They have such a huge program. Clay Moore, you listen? Tennessee <laughs> is Alabama's main rival. Uh, and I, I have had this debate hundreds of times. A lot of people would say Auburn. The long break that we took from Auburn really is what sets it apart for me. And the series has gone in streaks. You know, like you look at it, Alabama win six, seven in a row. Then Tennessee will win five, six, seven in a row. And then it go back the other way. And it's going to be this streak that Alabama's on now. This is ridiculous. Well, you know, Tennessee being good is good for college football. It is. Uh, you want you want big brands to be good, but I love them being there. Mm-hmm. I love. Well, Stanford. I mean, as an Alabama fan, you would. And, it, yeah. and when you look at the the teams or the the uh, the crowd that comes into town for Tennessee, it's still big. They still treat it almost yeah. like the Auburn game. Right, you know, they right. they treat it like that. And uh, I'll tell you, it used to be way bigger. We did the block party on Friday night, and we did, the bars didn't have a closing time then, and so. Out here on the strip, they would block it off from one, uh, you know, down by Galutz all the way down to the gas station down there, and they would put a they put a stage over like by Publix parking lot and that road there, and had a band playing, open beverage allowed, 
Yeah, people just walking around. We had a block party getting ready for uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and then on the next year we'd do Alabama, Auburn. But then the city changed the laws and we have a closing time. And all the local businesses were hurt badly by the block party that year. And so we stopped doing it uh, because we weren't allowed to sell the beer to them. They had vendors and actually the vendors came in from Birmingham. Oh man. And so all that tax money went back to Birmingham because they gave the biggest kickbacks to whoever was doing it. Sure. But uh, just, just trash politics. Trash. Had they have let the bars sell the alcohol to all the people, I don't think it would have been a problem. We probably still have them. Yep. But no, you can't do that. Can't can't help with the business. Um, all right. A game we do have a spread on. Arkansas taking on Georgia Southern, coming off to a huge win against Texas. Yes, we had them. Yes, I told you they were going to win outright. Yes, we hit it. I like Sam Pittman, their coach. You know why? He was an offensive line coach, and he gets it. You build the team in the trenches. The Hogs, they're looking, they're looking like a good team. 23-and-a-half point favorite, over-unders at 52. It's been a rough start for the Eagles, you know, at Georgia Southern. Um, they're going to have to rush, you know, 250, 300 yards to compete with Arkansas in this game. That's not happening. And that's not happening. Uh, Arkansas linebackers are – they're going to hold them to under 150 yards, I think. They've got a great defensive backfield at Arkansas. I think they're ready for the run game, and I feel like uh, it's going to be a walkover for them. I agree 100%. Now, the only question here is <laughs> you're a team that hasn't had a lot of success in recent years, and you just had a huge win against Texas. Do you maintain the process that Nick Saban preaches here? Do you continue to work to get better? Do you come out with the right mentality, the right attitude, or do you look at the name on the jersey and go, eh? I think that if Arkansas wants to compete in the SEC against the pe- people they've got to play every year, they've got to step up. Yeah. They've got to and, step and, up. But coming off that big win, man, it's hard to get 18 to 22-year-olds to get it and say, hey, it, the name on the jersey doesn't matter. Yeah. We still got to go out. We still got to prepare right. It's, it's not what you necessarily do in those three hours during the game. It's what you do in the week leading up to the game. What I'm looking for in this game with Arkansas especially is, just like you said, are they going to step up? Yeah. Are they going to continue to try to dominate opponents to the place <laughs> that they need to to compete every week? You know, Do they believe they can go out there and win? Of course. But are they going to step up to the next level and push Georgia Southern around the field? Yeah. I think they will. I'm taking Arkansas to cover the 23 and a half. For sure. You're with me? I'm with you. All right. Next game up, Mistake. Hosting Memphis. Uh, I am 0 for 2 picking Mississippi State games. I rode with them in week one, and they they barely pulled it out but didn't cover. And then I went against them last week, and they definitely covered. (laughs) So uh, I've missed both their games. Um, which is typical because you can never trust Mississippi State for anything. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible place. <laughs> I personally think it is the worst city, worst college in the world. Not just the U.S. Armpit of Mississippi. Yeah, and that's saying something. That's saying something. Yeah, we're both from Mississippi. Yeah. And uh, Laurel, Laurel is a close second. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there with it. Yeah. 
Cleveland's not great. Uh, but they got the Delta State fighting. Okra. Bingo. The statesman. Much better, much better program and uh, school than Miss State. Uh, I do like Will Rogers. I like the quarterback. Um, I love Mike Leach's interviews. He's never been a winner. No, he's always been an inferior program trying to turn him around. Always showed lots of promise. Yeah, you know, I think he's got some good, some good teams in him. The, uh, the you know, my take on this game is Memphis historically has always been a team that'll jump up and bite somebody, yep. you know? And they'll – even, when, you know, Conference USA, they play Southern Miss all the I time. Remember, and I play. remember them beating Tennessee uh, back in the late uh, – in the mid-'90s, late-'90s. It was whatever Tennessee was good. Yeah. And they had a punt return. If that game was played today, they wouldn't have won the game because the guy, like, he gets tripped and he spins, you know, but it looks like he puts his hand down and he stays up and he did it so fast he kept going – Touchdown. Tennessee guys a stop. Touchdown. That ended up being the game winner. Uh, his elbow was down. He was down. Yeah, he was down. And in today's in today's game, they would have reviewed it and he'd have been down and you know, they, they probably wouldn't have won that game. But you know read about it in the history books, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and Memphis Memphis has been building a good program again for a few yeah. years now. I mean, with this game, Mississippi State better not sleep on them. And if they if they play as slow as they did, uh, what, two games ago where they yeah. had to come back late in the game okay. to win, yeah. they scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know, Memphis is going to beat them and it, if they play that way. What I'm calling on that game, though, uh, what's the spread? Three. Miss State oh. is a three-point favorite. Over-under is 64. I almost want to take Memphis. Take a Memphis? I think I'll take Memphis. Let's take a Memphis. I I think that the Mike Leach thing at Mississippi State is a real anomaly because Mississippi State has always been a defense first, run the ball type team. And Mike Leach is an air raid type of guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so you think, oh, wow, if they've maintained any resemblance to defense and bring in his offense, they're going to be tough. But, but they're not. They got to catch the ball. They got to catch the ball. They got to catch the you ball. You got to catch the ball. You know, when you spread them out like that, especially when, you, when you're changing an offensive scheme like yeah. that, and this is his second year, right? Yeah. You know, and he's still working those things in, getting his people into position. I mean, you know, it, if he gets what he wants, they'll be scary on yeah. offense. The defense is going to have to step up. And it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I want to see Memphis win this game more than anybody. I really I'm do. I'm going to take Memphis. And I'm going to take the over of 64. Ooh. I'm going over. I think that uh, I think we end up in a good old-fashioned shootout. I hope so. Yeah. And make it so. fun to watch with those ugly maroon uniforms they wear. <laughs> and Memphis come on top at the end, you know, like a, a defensive struggle in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's uh, – that's, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I want to see Memphis have to have – to, you know – Maybe down two at the end of the first half, come out in the second half, just light it up. Yep. And I'll, I'd like to see Memphis up by like 12 with under a minute to go mm-hmm. and still throwing it and score another touchdown. Be aggressive. Yeah. I remember uh, the Troy State win over Mississippi State. When, and Mississippi State's lost to a lot of inferior programs over the years because they are an inferior program. They shouldn't <laughs> be in the SEC. Um, but uh, – when Troy State's band, you know, the, da, 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 the Mississippi mm-hmm. State's on there, like, go State, go State, because those are the only words they know. <laughs> uh, 
Troy State's band was playing it at the end of the game and going, Troy State, Troy State. Now they're just Troy University. So that's how long ago that was. Let's not discount the fact, though, real quick, is that this is a big game for Memphis. Huge. And if they win this game, it makes a statement to a lot of people. Right. It tells them, uh, hey, uh, at the end of the day, they're an SEC team. And that's what that's what they're going to hang their head on. Mm-hmm. All right. South Carolina against the Georgia Bulldogs. South Carolina snuck away with a win yet last week on a miracle and covered the spread for me. Last meeting was in last year, right? Yeah. Uh, Georgia won 45 to 16. Yeah. Uh, no one. Yeah, they're playing in Athens. Two years ago, South Carolina beat them, right? I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Uh, and we're looking at, you know, they're playing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, for all the hype that I heard preseason and what I've seen on the field, that win over Clemson uh, was was close, you know, and Clemson had an inferior product on the field. You know, they're still struggling to get it together, much like Notre Dame. Um, I just – I see, you know, Georgia still wins. I think Georgia wins by 18 <coughs> is what I'm – kind of the area that I'm hitting. I don't think South Carolina scores a point. Not a single point. Georgia's defense is legit. Mm-hmm. They are very good. And they also are creating turnovers a lot. The pick six against Clemson was the only yep. touchdown. Yep. But then against UAB last week, more turnovers. And that's why they blew that game out the way they did. Georgia's yep. a 31-point favorite. Give me the Georgia Bulldogs. They roll big. They've got a number two beside their name in the rankings right now. They want to see a one. Oh, yeah. They want, Kirby wants, wants that number one beside their name. They run it up. It's an SEC you know, game. They did lose to them two years ago in Athens. They're gonna, these players were on that team. They remember that. And this may be the game that Georgia shows everybody, hey, we can score points too. Mm-hmm. You know, It's time for Georgia to show us some offense. I mean, they put up 56 or so last week against UAB. UAB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and UAB's – you know, last year, they had a pretty good they team. Had, yeah, they had you a know, good defense. They had a good defense. This year, it's not that – I think Georgia just kind of outmanned them. They did. And, know? well, the turnovers were what ran up the score. Yeah. Um, yeah Show yeah. me that you're going to score those points against a big team. Right. And then let's – well, and I'm not I'm saying not, they can't. I'm not going to count South Carolina as a yeah. big team. Yeah. But I'm going with the dogs. What do you like on that? I'll take the dogs. Now, he's taking them to cover as well. All right. The Auburn Tigers, who have just been running up scores against inferior schools the first couple of weeks, will now travel to play Penn State. Don't go in the locker room, little boy. Stay out of the locker room. (laughs) Nobody in the locker room. Nobody in the showers. Be careful up there. Be safe. (laughs) Leave your children at home. If you're going to the game, uh, maybe don't take your wife. I don't know. She might be okay. But... Take, leave your children. <laughs> Y'all be careful. You gotta be careful up there. Gotta be careful up there. Anyway. Watch where you walk. <laughs> yeah. Auburn, Penn State. The uh, line is Penn State minus six. Yeah, I saw that. I really the question that I when I was looking at this game earlier, the question I have is Auburn for real? How for real is Auburn gonna get this year? You know? Are they going to – this is a game to show a lot of people. Yeah. You know, uh, Penn State's deep at running back. Um, you know, they're going to keep it on the ground. 
I think that uh, Auburn's secondary, you know, is going to have to pick it up. Their defensive line is going to be tired. If they can hold it up and have some energy, you know, late, have some uh, in the third and fourth quarter, Auburn can win this game. Yeah, I I think they absolutely can. Uh, Pitt State likes to take the top off the defense. They like to throw the deep ball. Um, Auburn's secondary is good. Uh, Can they get pressure? If you give them time, they're going to get open. I don't care who you have in the secondary. If they have all day back there, eventually somebody comes open. Yep. Um, can you get pressure on him? Um, I think this is going to be a good game. I think the atmosphere at Penn State is going to be a uh, it's going to be a whiteout game. I think the atmosphere is going to be something new uh, that these guys hadn't necessarily seen. I think that's going to it's going to be a hostile environment, and I think that's why this lines up the six. I I initially thought the line would be around two and a half three. And I think they gave him a few points for the whiteout. And I mean, Happy Valley, when it's loud, it's loud. You can't even hear the screaming children. <laughs> and it's uh, it's uh, it's tough. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the Auburn Tigers to cover the six. Auburn. I don't know they win the game, but they cover the six. They cover the six. Hmm. What do you think? I can go along that way. I just Penn State at home. Like you said, I, I think I got to take Penn State. Yeah, I, like I really it. do. I hope you're right. Yeah, I think I got to take Penn State in this game because it's a way. I think if we're at Jordan here, we got a different conversation. Oh, if it's at Jordan here, I'm with I'm with, uh, I'm yeah. with Auburn. All day. I think Auburn takes it all day. I think they're they're away here, and I uh, I take Penn State in that game to win. I also think the line is uh, Auburn minus three if it's in Jordan here. Yeah, it's that much of a difference between their two home. Right. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, Central Michigan will take on the LSU Tigers. LSU. LSU, man. Eh, 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 eh. Where do you start with LSU? Well, we start with the rape culture that they've allowed, I think, is where we start. And it's all falls that falls directly onto your AD, your administration, and Ed Orgeron. Yep. Who also left his wife to marry a college girl. Uh, yeah, Les Miles was doing the same thing. In Baton Rouge. In Baton Rouge, yeah. And so... Uh, you start with the culture and stuff uh, there at campus. Somebody sober up and grab control of the reins down there and, and run your campus like it should be like when General Sherman ran the campus. If you didn't know that, after the Civil War, for a brief time, he was uh, president of what is now LSU. Oh, he, he preferred the Southern way of living. He just would never fight against his family and neighbors. That's why he was with the North. He's from Ohio. But uh, he was president of what is now LSU and then lived the rest of his life in Tennessee. After he burned down Atlanta. After he burned down the entire South. Right, yeah. Yeah, which I love him for burning down Atlanta. (laughs) I, too, would like to burn down the city of Atlanta. It probably needs to burn again. It does. Just to get the regrowth going. Mm -hmm. It's kind of dirty. Kind (laughs) of. LSU is uh, in a weird place. And going to be fired at the end of this year. I agree. I think he's uh, he's gone pretty soon, and I think that LSU as a um, as a uh, competitor in the SEC is at a crossroads. They need to figure out their identity, and they need to do it quick. They thought they had it, and then it got taken away. They thought they had it, and then they left. And yeah. they thought they had, and then they won. They had Jared Burroughs. Yeah, Joe Burroughs. And then Burroughs showed them <laughs> a lot. And everybody else, and their offensive defensive coordinator, they all left. And yeah. now you see. 
It was on in LSU and not Alabama. They there's don't a, reload. There's a reason for that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's obviously a reason. There's a culture problem in, in Baton Rouge, and they've got to get it under control. Otherwise, they're going to end up wondering what happened next year and the year after that. What happened? What happened to our program? And Joe Burrows will go down as Gus Malzahn and Cam Newton Part 2. Agreed. Um, they had their one year. They're going to live off of it for a long time. But uh, they uh, that was it. It's done. Orgeron, I remember him from being at LSU. I remember him at USC. He was not a good coach. At Ole Miss. Yeah, at, that's what I meant. At Ole yeah. Miss he and, showed, uh, he shows USC. You, he shows you, man, one great year. You're like, man, this yeah. guy's awesome. And then, boom, and then, he can't put it together. Yeah, bum, 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 bum. yeah, I think he's just a terrible recruiter. Blah, 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 blah. You know, Nobody think, knows what he's saying. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Maybe, no maybe, maybe he's saying great things and we just don't understand. Right. And maybe he's trying to recruit and using that same voice yeah. and they can't understand what he's yeah. saying. All right. Where, where are we going to school? No. You can't just say go Tigers, by the way. There's like 800 Tigers mm-hmm. out there. Um, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll go to Missouri. What are you talking about? He's a rah-rah guy. He yeah. gets everybody behind him, and I think that only lasts for so long you got to put a product on the field. But in this game this week, 19 and a half against Central Michigan. LSU. LSU. You got to go LSU. You got to go LSU. For all that we're saying, we got to take LSU this week. Oh. Um, all right, next game up. Speaking of Ole Miss – the lane train, he's, they're up to number 17 in the rankings. They're a 14-point favorite against the old SEC team, Tulane. Tulane showed us what they could do in Oklahoma. I think we got their best game yeah. against Oklahoma. I think uh, how, they, how mad do you think Tulane – if you're a Tulane fan like now, you're like, man, if they had never left the SEC – Oh, you can say that about so many of those seven yeah. teams like that, you know. And Tulane, man, you know. Sewanee might actually still be a school. I think yeah. that, yes, I think there are some diehard Tulane fans that would love to see that. But on the whole, <laughs> Tulane doesn't care about football. Nah. Tulane as a school, it, Orleans, they, don't, man. they don't care about football. They they got lucky. They've got a great team. Yeah. They've got, they put some things together. When I say they got lucky, there's some work that went behind it, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. But they've got a good team right now. Are, are they good enough to beat Ole Miss? I don't think so. Nope. Um, Not with the lane train. You know, the line is 14. I think Tulane's going to give them a couple scares yeah. in this game. I think that it's going to wake Ole Miss up, and once they get awake, they're going to kill them. Yeah. But um, Tulane is going to scare them a couple times. I think Lane Kevin is an underrated coach because people look at all the off-the-field stuff and everything else, uh, and they don't realize. Uh, me and a couple of my friends have agreed that if it ever happens where a saving assistant beats him, I could see it being Kiffin being the first one to mm. do it. And we'll uh, never hear the end of it. Nah, he'll be tweeting about it forever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the over-under is 76 in this game. Whoa. 76. They're expecting it. A lot of points. I'm not touching that over-under. No, I don't think it's uh, – Either way, that's I'm not touching one. it. Yeah. But I am taking Ole Miss to cover the 14. I take Ole Miss on that. Yeah. So, we're both in agreement there. Yep. All right. The Stanford Cardinal, who we mentioned earlier – Beat USC and got Clay Helton fired earlier this week. This week, they played the Vanderbilt Commodores. Stanford's not a good team. That's why their coach got fired. Vanderbilt's a worse team. They're terrible. This would be a better baseball game. I said academic bowl. <laughs> Student yeah. academic bowl. Oh, yeah. that would be – I mean, I wouldn't watch it because I wouldn't know any of the questions. I'd love, jumpy, but. I'd love to see both coaches come out on the field, forfeit to each other, and bring out a baseball diamond. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'd love to watch this baseball game, yeah, but this is going to be an awful football yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Stanford's a love point favorite. Stanford's going to cover this. I like Stanford. I agree. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm never taking Vandy. Uh, I'm 2-0 just going against Vandy so far this season. Uh, and they got housed by Colorado State last week. Uh, come on. I don't know who the interim coach is for Stanford right now, but I can go ahead and tell you if he's worth his salt. He's got those guys rah-rah'd up. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm the leader now. Everybody get around me. Let's get on this field. Yeah, Let's show this country what we can do. I know, I know most people think Stanford, they think California. They're sitting USC or UCLA. They're up on the farm. You know, they're they're in Northern California, and uh, there's there's not a lot to do up there except focus on playing football. Yeah. And they're, they've always been built more like a SEC team with their ground and pound, whatever, um, big tight ends. But yeah. I, I like Stanford. All right, we're going to go do these a little quicker because we're getting up against the clock. But um, Nebraska against Oklahoma, number three, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's minus 22. I like Spencer Rattler. I like Oklahoma. I'm taking Oklahoma to cover. Classic football matchup. Yeah. Uh, I wish Nebraska could come up back and, in the day, and get back huge. up. You know, this would, this would be a prime time Ooh, event. Yeah. You know? It's not, not anymore. You know, Oklahoma leads the matchup 45 to 38. I take uh, Oklahoma. There you go. All right, Cincinnati, Indiana, I'm going to let you lead out on this one. Cincy is uh, minus three and a half at Indiana. Over-under is 50. Whew. Uh, like, you know, it's going to be a better basketball game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Tom, Indiana had a good season last year. Uh, they lost a lot of that. Tom Allen's in his uh, fifth season. Yeah. He's at 50% at Indiana. Um, Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm a Cincy, too. I'm a Cincy on this. Uh, it's surprising that that line's really low. Now, here's one. Vartek, number 15 in the country, goes to West Virginia. West Virginia's minus three, over-unders 50 and a half. When a ranked team plays an unranked team, and the unranked team is favored, we go with the home unranked team. Give me West Virginia. We're burning couches. You know, I had some similar thoughts. It's a big game for both of them. Yeah. Uh, a win for Virginia Tech takes them to three and zero start. First time they've done it since 2017. Uh, they got Notre Dame on October the 9th. It's breathing down their neck. They want to get ready for it. Um, Virginia Tech looks good, and they should uh, they should handle West Virginia. Absolutely, I agree. All right, the next game that we got right here is uh, Miami against Michigan State. Uh, Miami is minus six and a half. What do you think? Upset alert. Yeah. Perfect trap game. I think Michigan State uh, can take this one. Uh, they're 10th in the country in yards right now. Uh, expect a lot of points in the first half especially. Yeah, I like Michigan State in this game. I like Michigan State money line. I'm right there with you. Uh, oh, that scares me how much we're agreeing. <laughs> um, Northern Illinois against Michigan. Michigan is a 27-point favorite. I actually like Jim Harbaugh and Michigan in this game to cover it. Not big on it. I'm like two and a half, three stars on it, but I like Michigan. Rocky Lombardi, the quarterback, former Michigan State guy, he knows Michigan, uh, but he struggles with decision-making. You know, he's going to throw some uh, interceptions. I think he threw three interceptions last yeah. week against Wyoming. You know, so if he can get it under control and make some good decisions, they got a chance, I take Michigan. There you go. Uh, Purdue and Notre Dame. What a play last week. Notre Dame's quarterback popping his – Finger back into place, so they go in and throw in a game-winning touchdown. But why were they in the position to need a game-winning touchdown? Look, that goes straight to what I'm saying. Uh, Notre Dame's having trouble getting started. <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly can get the Irish on track, you know, uh, and he will, but yeah. when, you know. Uh, and they hope it's this weekend, 
I do too. But if he does, I'm taking Notre Dame. I got to say Notre Dame. I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover the seven. It's a touchdown. Um, Drew Brees is not playing for Purdue. And so this is not that type of Purdue team. And I'm going, uh, I'm going with Notre Dame as well. All right. We saw Iowa shock the world last week, pulled the upset for me, knock it off Iowa State. This week, Kent State comes to town. Kent, the golden flashes. The golden flash. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, Iowa State, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Iowa, everybody turn and wave. Wave to the children. That's awesome. Uh, that's what I know them for, is for waving to the children's hospital. And I love that. Kent State, you know what I know them for? The shooting. <laughs> yeah. They're going to. The players on this team would rather have the shooting than what Iowa's going to do to them. Iowa handles it big. I agree. I agree. Iowa big. They're 22.5 point favorites. They're covering. Yep. Um, Georgia Tech against Clemson. Clemson's a 28.5 point favorite over under 51. Georgia Tech and Clemson. Yeah, I've got uh, to tell you. Yep. I haven't been impressed with uh, Clemson's offense. Uh, their defense is good. Um, I'm not big on the over-under because it's only 51, but that half a point, 28 and a half, I'm going to take Georgia Tech to cover it. Georgia Tech in these matchups, they dominate historically. You know, they're 50 and 33, you know. Uh, Clemson's won the last six. I think they're going to win this weekend. But as far as that spread goes, you know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think the hook hook is what got me. That's why I went with Georgia Tech. Yeah, and – but – Clemson, if they pull it together like they are liable to, you know, it's a uh, – uh, that, oh, that's yeah. one I don't want to touch. Yeah, there you go. Ohio State and Tulsa. Ohio State coming off that loss to Oregon. Tulsa coming off a close loss to Oklahoma State. Second year in a row they've given Oklahoma State a really tough game. The line is at 27. I think that they think Ohio State's going to come out and be like, okay, hammer time. You know, because of last week, I don't. I think I think Tulsa is going to be in this game for a minute. Ohio State pulls away late and wins. Yep. But the, I I don't like twenty seven. I was like I'm, I'm taking Tulsa. Yep. I'll take uh, I'm going to take Ohio State here only because I think uh, they're going to come out fun and gun it. They're yeah. going to score points. I think this time they need some confidence. They need and this is a game they can build some confidence on if they do it right. Um, Oregon is playing Stony Brook. That's another game where we don't have it. Stony Brook, I only remember from they're, – they're from New York is where Stony Brook is. And they went into LSU one year, beat them in a super regional in Baton Rouge uh, baseball. Uh, they're not going to go into Oregon and win this football game. But no. uh, there's no line on that one. Yeah, the Seawolves are going to come up short. Yeah. You know, Coach uh, Chuck Pryor has been there 14 years at Stony Brook. Wow, that's a long yeah, time. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, UVA against UNC. Virginia against North Carolina. North Carolina's a nine-point favorite at home. Over/under at sixty-six and a half. Who you got? North Carolina's two and five against the spread last seven games. Yep. No, that's Mike Brown. Mike Brown don't cover spreads. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I like I like UVA, and I'm gonna. I like Virginia. Sp- I'm gonna sprinkle the money line on this too. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just a little sprinkle. Don't go crazy. Yeah, just a little sprinkle. But that's not a bad call. I think uh, Virginia takes it. Um, right here, Arizona State against BYU. We saw BYU last week up, uh, knock off Utah, and now this week they're at home, aiming for number. This is number nineteen against number twenty-three. Yeah, uh, it's an evening game. 
uh, BYU wins. They set a record for three and zero starts, mm-hmm. two years in a row. Uh, they hadn't done that since 1952. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Daniels plays a lot of uh, plays with a lot of poise. Um, he's got a couple great tight ends up there. You know, oh, yeah. they can put something together good. You know, BYU. I think I'm taking that. I like I like BYU at home. Give me the home dogs, baby. In an evening game. Yeah. You know. I those, think they pull it up. Those Mormons, they're going to be ready, raring and ready to go. And it's hard to make that call against a good Arizona State team. Yeah, know? it is. They're a good that team. Arizona State team is good and favored for a reason. Yeah. They're, they're good. Uh, Iowa State against UNLV. Iowa State coming off that loss last week. Now they go to Las Vegas to play UNLV. They're a 30 and a half point favorite. Over under is 52. I, I don't like this game. I'm not touching this game. Mm. I agree. UNLV's quarterback is very talented, you know. Uh, but Matt Campbell's in his sixth season at, at Iowa State. I um, I see him making making some moves. I don't know. I, UNLV. If if I had to pick, I'd go with you with UNLV. But I'm gonna I'm gonna DNT that game. Yep. Um, and the last one we got here, Fresno State. One of the last ones. I'm sorry, not the last yep. one. Fresno State against UCLA. UCLA is eleven and a half point favorite. Um, Bullfrogs, third quarter shutdown, you know. I think uh, Fresno State will hang for a minute and UCLA shuts them down. Third I quarter. love UCLA in this game. Yep. UCLA big. Yep. They're good. They're going to win. All right, Thursday night, we got Ohio taking on Ula La. Uh, that's the University of Louisiana now. It's the University of Louisiana Lafayette to me, always. Ula La is a 20-point favorite. I like Ooh La La. What you got? I agree. Ooh La La is another one of those teams like Memphis that can jump up and bite you. They're liable to score a bunch of points at any time. They've had a good program going for a while. I'll take Ooh La La. Uh, I'm going to give you these only because they're Friday night games. Um, and, yeah, we got to play Friday night games. Maryland against Illinois. The line is Maryland minus 7.5. The over-under is 60. I got to tell you, I really like, I like the over of 60. I think both these teams score. Agreed. Yeah. No, the over in 60 is good. Good on that game. And then the other Friday night game is UCF-Louisville. I'm with UCF mm-hmm. minus the seven. I yeah. think UCF trumps them. Yeah. Um, now, I put this one on here because I had to ask you about it. Your Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Yeah, they were better when there were anybody anywhere, anytime. I agree. If you want to talk about USM's you know, need another hour, blowing it up, man, I'll, I'll tell you all about this it. This week. Troy is a 10-point favorite. I think for good reason. You know, USM, as much as I want to, you know, pull for my Golden Eagles there, uh, and I do, but Troy, I think, is going to take him to school this week, and, I, and that's at M.M. Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, and a yeah. night game, and I, usually I take that, but, uh, you know, I think Troy's going to come into town. USM's not playing well. They're not. They're not playing well. They look like crap, and, and everybody that went to the first game said USM looks terrible yeah and everybody agrees i i agree with them yeah um i'm taking troy in this game now i got one other one here that i wanted to put on here just because we talked about usc and clay helton get fired usc is an eight and a half point favorite against washington state this week Hmm. with with now a new interim coach i love usc the players will respond watch usc five-star lock USC. You heard it here first. Five-star lot. (laughs) I love them. All right. There any other games that you really like? Uh, Hey, UAB in North Texas. Oh, yeah? You know, I think that's that's one you could consider. 
North Texas always puts a great program together. They can yeah. play with just about anybody in the country, you know, compared to their school We played size. North Texas a few years ago. It wasn't close. Yeah, no, it wasn't close. So not, not anybody about, in the country. But you were just, like, about, just about anybody. Just about yeah. anybody in the country. It's a different, different animal over and there. It's, right, and it's, I think it goes to say what culture can do for a program. Yeah. I think uh, North Texas is going to give UAB a run for the money. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right, I like that. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to say congratulations to Robert for winning the Singles Dart League this past week. Uh, Robert swept. He didn't lose to anybody in the league uh, all season long. And then in the playoffs, obviously runs through it. Uh, beat Drew Rhodes in the finals, 7-2. Uh, congratulations, Robert. Well done. And then, of course, last night, for the fourth time in a row, the Dartman Cometh from Nocturnal have won the team league championship. Uh, for the eighth time in ten seasons, third Dart Magic, that happens to be my team, has made it to the finals and come up short. We are making the Buffalo Bills look great. Eight times in ten seasons to the finals and nope. nothing. I think that says a lot for what the team they put together over there. Uh, they've got a great team. they yep. got a great team, great guys. I uh, had a lot of fun. I got way too drunk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but had a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always good to hang out with those guys. Aaron was behind the bar, you know, always doing a good job. But, uh so it's it's a fun place to hang out down there. But, yeah, great bar. Yeah, yeah, really cool bar and everything. They actually have dark prom this season, though, so we'll be back there in a couple of weeks. All right. Um, now, there was something else I was going to say, and I don't know what it was, but our time is up anyway. Nick, any parting words other than make sure we swing by Glorybound and get some food? Coleman, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Yeah, come to Glorybound and GB Nutrition right behind us. Uh, come get a pizza, a gyro, or a meal supplement shake. We'd love to see you. Appreciate the time. We here at, uh, at Unique, we do, we do not serve food. You are welcome to bring food in. Uh, so swing by, grab your food from Glorybound, hop on over, have a couple of drinks with us, uh, and, and we'll, be, we'll be right here working together. Um, as always, I thank you all for listening, and I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure, just like Nick did, that you are the ugly one. Thanks for listening.